Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Yesterday, we picked up the story as we're following it in Acts of the Apostles, where Paul and Barnabas left Antioch and they went on their first missionary journey. They went, first of all, to speak to the Jewish community. The Jewish community largely rejected them. Some believed, but most rejected their message. So they turned their attention to the Gentiles. A moment in history, Colin, really. Yes, I mean, this is, this is where the church begins its great expansion program and ceases to be uh, what people regarded as a, a sort of a narrow Jewish sect and becomes uh, what God intended um, to be something completely new that would bring both Jew and Gentile together through faith in Jesus as the savior of the world, not just the savior of one particular nation. And so we saw at the end yesterday how the Gentiles honored the word of God and so received the gift that of eternal life that Jesus had promised, whereas those who rejected um, Paul's preaching were left in their legalistic bondage because they were rejecting the word of God. And as we get into um, chapter 14, we see that Paul and Barnabas go to Iconium, and as usual, they went into the Jewish synagogue. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Gentiles believed. So, you know, the word is spreading, and both Jew and Gentiles are now coming uh, to hear Paul. But it then goes on to say, but the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. There's this great conflict going on. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. And that's the right place for signs and wonders, to demonstrate the truth and reality of the gospel of the kingdom. And we should expect, as we preach, especially in evangelistic situations, that signs and wonders will accompany our preaching. In fact, Paul says when he's writing to the Romans that we haven't fully preached the gospel unless we do see the power of God moving in those ways. And so the scripture says that the word of of God spread through the whole region and um, it's, it's wonderful to think that, spiritually speaking, the whole area was being sort of set on fire now. And, and there would have been a lot of talk, a lot of controversy. You know, what is this? What is this new teaching, this new, perhaps people even thought of it as a religion, although that's not how Jesus thought of it, nor how Paul thought of it. They were seeing the kingdom of God extended. They weren't, they weren't trying to set up a rival religion. In fact, they realized that Jesus had been sent to deliver people from religion and uh, all that sort of religious conformity to uh, tradition. So uh, as the church began to spread among the, gospel, uh, among the Gentiles, this controversy between how Jewish the church should be just intensified. And uh, I mentioned earlier in the week that uh, the some of the more legalistic-minded um, leaders wanted to insist that all the Gentile converts should be circumcised and become Jews 
because the church had come out of its Jewish context. Therefore, their argument was, well, they must become Jews. We are accepting them into Judaism because they, they regarded the church as the real, true Judaism that had come out of all that God promised in the Old Testament. Paul was saying, no way. And you see, what, um, what happened when Peter went to the house of Cornelius is the Spirit of God had fallen on the Gentiles, and he was speaking totally outside of the Jewish context. He was in the Gentiles' home, and the Spirit of God fell upon a whole group of uncircumcised people. So Paul was seeing this again and again, that God was clearly saving, clearly forgiving, clearly accepting, clearly causing uncircumcised Gentiles to be born again and to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So what is the point of putting them under the law? Jesus came to deliver people from the law and to bring about this gospel of grace where all men can be accepted by faith, not through obedience to some law. So um, ultimately, the matter had to be referred to Jerusalem. Paul realized we need a definitive decision to be made so that this controversy is put to rest once and for all. And so there was held what is usually known as the first church council, the council at Jerusalem. And it says that some men came down from Judea to Antioch uh, and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. This brought Paul and Barnabas into sharp dispute and debate with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed along with some other believers to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and elders about this question. So they were sent by the church on their way. It's very interesting to see that Paul and Barnabas were sent. The church was sending them wherever they went. They weren't just making unilateral decisions as to what they would do. And they traveled uh, through Phoenicia and Samaria and told how the Gentiles had been converted. This news made all the brothers very glad. And when they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and elders to whom they reported everything God had done through them. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to obey the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to discuss this question. Now, let's just pause for a moment. The apostles and elders, who were they? Well, the apostles clearly were those first disciples of Jesus that had now become apostles, those sent by him with his commission to establish the church. The elders would have been the local leaders of the church in Jerusalem itself. And so they met together to discuss this question. And after much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the heart, showed that he had accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. So Peter is now saying, look, the Holy Spirit is the very evidence that God has accepted these people, even though they are Gentiles, even though 
they are uncircumcised, even though they are not brought up under the law as, as we have been. So he's, he's saying, in effect, how can we put bondages upon them when God has accepted them without putting them under the law? The essential thing that God has done is to purify their hearts, to give them new hearts, which is the very thing that he promised. Uh, so he goes on, Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the disciples? Now that's interesting because all these new converts were considered to be disciples. Why do you put on the necks of the disciples a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear? No. Now this is essential teaching now. Peter says, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. And then the whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul telling about the miraculous signs and wonders that God had done among the Gentiles through them. Now, when they'd finished, James, uh, Jesus' brother, who was really, it seems like, the chairman, uh, the leader of, of uh, the church at that time in Jerusalem, he spoke up, Brothers, listen to me. Now, here is the man of authority. So Peter was not really the first leader, James was. Simon has described to us how God at first showed his concern by taking from the Gentiles a people for himself. And then he quotes the words of the prophet to substantiate the fact that God is wanting the Gentiles to bear his name, to know him. And then James says, it is my judgment, now here is the word of authority, you see, not from Peter, not from Paul, but from James. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write to them, telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, and from the meat of strangled animals, and from blood. Now, what's he doing? He's saying, well, these Gentiles must turn away from the ungodly things that they have been uh, involved in, from the licentious lifestyle that was part of their pagan religion. They must also turn away from things that would be a scandal to the Jewish believers because God's purpose is to bring them together into unity. Um, now, what was the result of this? Well, we read in verse 22 of chapter 15, Then the apostles and elders with the whole church decided to choose some of their own men and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They choose the people and they send them a letter which comes with the full authority, you see, of this council of the apostles and elders. And uh, in that, they simply really summarize what James has just said. And they sent the men off and they went down to Antioch where they gathered the whole church together and delivered the letter. And the people read it and were glad because of its encouraging message. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 